Verbal Discharge. The world's third to best radio show. Not about squids. Catch up at verbaldischarge.co.uk. Sometimes life can get you down. It can throw you around in ways that you couldn't have possibly imagined. Sometimes you've just got to roll the dice. That's exactly what I did earlier when I accidentally showed my testicles to all the other members of Verbal Discharge. You're Jordan's girlfriend. Hi, my name is James Boston and this is my story. <laughs> you beat us to it. Yeah. Oh, what, 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 an, what an event that was, we, like 20 minutes ago. We, we all saw uh, James' little monkey brain. Oh, <laughs> is, that, is that what you'd call it? Yeah, yeah. A name for a, for a testy. Yeah, it's, it's, like a monkey, Test it's like a monkey brain that had been like, lost down the back of the sofa. For, uh, for uh, a good few weeks. So basically, what happened is I, I uh, on the way up to uh, to campus to, to record this episode of the podcast, became aware that there is quite the gash, quite the tear, quite the gash, quite the tear in the hem, in the seam, in the crotch of my jeans. Um, and whoa, what was that? Yeah, it's good to have some good 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 bars you spit in there. Oh, thank you. They weren't they weren't intentional bars, but I appreciate the uh, the appreciation regardless. So there I was. I thought, huh, I, I can show this off to everyone. It'll be funny because it, it, we'll think, oh, James, what are your jeans doing? That's, that's ripped hilarious. His pants. Um, I knew there was a risk of this happening. I'd lifted my leg to show the rip. And guess what was there? A little yeah. furry friend. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my glasses on. So for all I knew, it could have been leg. No, it was it was, it was, it was a test. Yeah. Who actually saw my leg? I, I saw the ball. I, I, I think the trail saw the scene. So now, <laughs> so now Robbie is the only person in this house whose balls I have not seen in this house, in this room. I still don't have them. Well, have you seen my balls, Jordan? Yeah. I've um, seen your just, balls and dick several times. Yeah, they're great, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, like, Jordan, it's... You want to. <laughs> that, was that a proposition to get your penis out? Go on, Robbie. This is a fantasy. Oh, oh, what? Oh! That's kind of what I was expecting, really. Pretty yeah. big. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it reaches above Robbie's head. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird, you know, like not not bigger than sort of Goodway, more of sort of like Jesus Christ. Like that. Were, you, were, you, were you born next to a chemical waste plant? It's almost <laughs> it, it's almost sentient. It's almost, <laughs> almost got a mind of its own, like no, it like, like the little mouth in the South Alien. I think I think all men don't don't they? <laughs> am I right? Am I right? <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, have you noticed how men only live to the seal? And the dog drinks out of it. It's like men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Am I right? <laughs> Whoa! So um, the, the interesting thing about my, my jeans uh, having a big rip in them is that I've been wearing these jeans all day, and I I, do, I don't know when the rip occurred. It might have happened on the way here. It might have been there all along. Who knows? I might have, like multiple people might have seen my balls today and just not told me about it. Yeah, everyone got too shy. Every time someone saw it, we're about to pr- approach you, but they blushed and went, oh, oh, and then and then just made 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 themselves scarce. Oh, <laughs> no, excuse me, sir. Or maybe let me hear that. It's like, why, sir? What are you avoiding me today? <laughs> and they were just awestruck by them. <laughs> everyone got blinded. <laughs> <laughs> the mere sight of a. Well, it's like that, looks like that scene from Malcolm in the Middle when they send the Komodo three thousand off, and uh, it turns to day for two seconds. No, I don't remember. I don't remember Malcolm in the Middle. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I don't think I've seen enough episodes of it. I, I, I've seen every single episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, um, I've got most of the, the scripts commit to memory. It's a shame Brian Cranston had really been anything since. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame really yeah. that, that, he, that he sort of fell off the end yeah. of that. Like now, he's only remembered as a funny comedy guy. What's Frankie Muniz doing now? Other than drumming in a shit band? Uh, yeah, he's in heroin. I think. 
No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like reverse pantomime? <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. No, you're right. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Check, mate. I think you're right there. No, he's it, it, it's, it's, uh, in, in a band and he pretty much, like, I think he, like, he tours like a lot of student campuses in, uh, in the UK. Hmm. I've, got, I've got a friend who's got like, a photo with him at a... What, Frankie Muniz himself. It's Frankie Muniz. Star of Agent Cody Banks 2 Operation London. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the theme song from that? Maybe oh, for the Destination London. Maybe he hasn't finished the operation yet. That's why he's doing UK tap campuses. <laughs> That's, he's still on the mission. He's still on <laughs> Operation London. Maybe, maybe he's having to go like, for just like, like numerous follow-up operations where the first one is botched. <laughs> and then like, but it turns out they just like left one of the tools inside of him. He's like a Vietnam vet that's still got PTSD. Still thinks he's there. In, in his mind, he, he never. He got so into the role that he never left the headspace of Agent Cody Banks. Do you remember Big Fat Liar that also had Amanda Bynes in it? And uh, Paul Giamatti. Oh yeah, Paul Giamatti. I think course. I think that's his surname. I, I could be wrong. Exactly. So. Unless you're thinking of a different man. If you're thinking of like Paul Hollywood, then you're wrong. You're thinking of Paul Giamatti. If you're thinking of Paul Giamatti, you're thinking of Giamatti. I'm thinking of Paul Rand or. Uh, I'm thinking of Paul, Paul, Paul joke, which is, I think he called the octopus, because that's the guy. I'm, I'm thinking that that joke was appalling. Yeah, I just, I'm thinking of my, we, my uncle Paul. Should we introduce should we ourselves? Introduce yeah, um, I've already done this bit. I'm Jamie Fosson. I've got testicles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John Reynolds. I, 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 I'm witness to those testicles. I'm Ben Knight, and goddamn, I, 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 I saw the big malleable flesh like coming out of there. It did look like John Carpenter's the thing. <laughs> 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 we got to do a blood test, and we to find out which one was James Watson's testicles. <laughs> <laughs> so they're a separate entity to me. Yeah. Oh, there they are. I'm going to reconnect them like they're two They're just mystery attached. Uh, and I'm Robbie Owen. Hello. And I perhaps I didn't see enough of James' testicles, but was technically enough to testify in the court of law about Yeah, I yeah, I thought I had to finish the sentence before I got onto that pun. I think uh, I think you're um, you've just touched there upon maybe a sort of supervillain uh, alter ego for yourself as as, as the, the testicular. Uh, and like all, all, all of you, all, no. everything revolves around testifying. I really love the testify who is a superhero who just has Wi-Fi and has a testicle. Tell you what, boys, everything revolves around my testicles. Whoa! Lads, lads, lads. What revolves around your testicles? Um, flies. <laughs> <laughs> With more fake maths A-levels than an autistic goat. Bringing you Verbal Discharge. Coming right up, an exclusive interview with the one, the only person, I don't know how to describe him, just the person who wasted 78 hours of their life. Jack Cunnington, who is uh, potentially like well, certainly one of our bigger fans, um, he's actually listened to every single episode of this, um, which is over 78 hours, I believe, that currently stands. Um, at just us talking between mm. each other, and more than once. And what is yeah. is, is like more more surprising than that? He he still likes still likes it. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he, still he, really really convinced and probably delusional that this is a really good show and this is worth listening to. Also, on a similar note, fuck you, Kevin Smith. 
Yeah. And and your long shirts. During the week, we were very briefly ranked one place above Kevin Smith in the UK comedy podcast charts. We overtook Smodcast, which is done with him and Brian Mosier. Mm. Um, and we we were uh, did we enter the top one hundred comedy we were 99. podcasts? Number ninety nine. Number ninety nine. Wow! You, Kevin Smith, <laughs> take that, you dumb fucking talented bastard. And that's a podcast that spawned Joe Tusk as well. Yes. So, you know, that's, that's a hell of an achievement. So anything he says yeah. on that podcast can get turned into a film. Yeah. So there is hope for Ducky McDuck yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we, I think we're, you know, we can get the ball rolling on this one. We're overdue for Ducky McDuck. Coming this oh, yeah. summer. A one duck. man, one duck. One saviour, one lord. One <laughs> really tall guy. <laughs> I, I, I never really imagined Tall Jones as like an actual tall person. It's like some weird sort of like is that some ball with just really long legs? Yeah. <laughs> just like, um, I mean, that's how I imagine it. Like, yeah. It's like a ball. Yeah. I imagine yeah. it with a top hat. Yeah, it's just like really, really like, stretched out like Mr. Tickle. I yeah. imagine him as like, you know, you know when you and see people... Right, like, really like, like you, know, you know when you see people doing drawings in primary school, like, like in reception, they don't quite know how to draw the human form yet, so they just do balls with arms and legs. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> but not, um, James' balls. Like, 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 <laughs> about what, what we saw earlier. Um, I imagine that's what Tom Johnson was. He, he, he's sort of like a fucking entity from, like, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. I imagine him somewhere between... Josh and the Giant and a Garlic Dogle. <laughs> so it was really hard to write a script in which one of the characters um, is, is in, like perfect. <laughs> it would have been re- it'd be really hard for Jordan Bowen. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, 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 Lord knows how he created this yeah, but yeah. He achieved it because, of course, he's perfect. So he, uh, and he's, he's probably also creatively struggling with yeah. the Christmas show we're going to be doing in the Sunday. Which is what we were alluding to, I think. But for anyone who's out of the loop. I mean, I mean, it's, it's writing that one for us this time. I mean, for the document dot one, I mean, we just bought the rights to it. Yeah. yeah but yeah. the Nintendo one, he'd actually do this for us. He, yeah. He's penning it by hand yeah. as we speak. It's mm. payment for all the times we've read his poetry. And we, we've promoted his shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we have all had to start chipping 500 pounds each to like his fund. Yeah. Uh, to get the rights. If anybody's interested in that one, uh, that is going to be on the 15th of December, live in Derby at the Maypole Cafe Bar and Theatre. Tickets will be £5 on the door. It will be an experience absolutely chock-a-fucking-block, full of all that nativity goodness you came to know and love. It definitely won't be coinciding with Rogue One. Oh, yeah. And here's the interview. Here's the interview. Hi there. We are joined today not just by... Three members of Verbal Discharge, make yourselves known. We are we are joined by those as well. Though. Yeah, I know, we but I said, I said not just. But, yeah, we but just, that's, that's the operative word. It's important to, it's important to say that we're also here. Ben's not here, but I think Ben's we've already... Here. Wait, but he was here when he introduced us. But now he's not here. But he's, he's not, not here. here. And he's been replaced by... Jack. Hi, Jack. How Hello. are you? <laughs> Hello. Sorry, I was actually a little bit thrown off there. Oh no, it's okay, it's okay. That's fine. Uh, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. Yes. Are, are we all good? I'm fundamentally fine. Fundamentally fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but uh, will, will you feel worse later? <laughs> oh shit, now Ben's here. This, this Thursday ruined. So uh, we have Jack joining us today on the show because Jack... Um, has now I, I think there's maybe a couple of people that have done it but Jack's the first one that stepped forwards um, Jack I think you're one of the first people that has listened to every single episode of Verbal Discharge that I have I have put myself through such an arduous task <laughs> as all 73 current existing episodes of canon 
discharge, not <laughs> counting my deep law fiction that I've written. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've listened to all 73 core episodes of Verbal Discharge. I consider myself to be Verbal Discharge's biggest fan, yet harshest critic. <laughs> um, now, the obvious question we need to follow this up with is, why did you do this? <laughs> Even Robbie hasn't listened to all 73 episodes. I've, He's edited them. I've listened to 72. Yeah. One what, what's the one that you haven't listened to? Episode 5 I didn't listen back to. I just stuck jingles in between. <laughs> that. Have you not been tempted to go back to it and no. listen to it? To no, because as I remember, I've been listening to like, a large chunk of it. And it was just people, because it wasn't just us on. We had sort of, the whole like, D1 team as it was then. Ah. Um, and everyone was just shouting over each other and it just became such a nightmare but because the podcast the normal podcast we recorded that week hadn't recorded it meant I had to put that out or we wouldn't have anything but Jack why why did you choose to listen to every episode why, why possibly put yourself through that in sort of a Polaniuk-esque way I think I'm hell-bent on self-destruction <laughs> and much like sort of Tyler Durden figure everything around me must crumble and discharge was a very clear path to destruction. So all we're doing is facilitating your own demise? Essentially that. Or I could be straight up honest with you and say I started listening to Verbal Discharge ironically. (laughs) (laughs) How so? How so? That's the genuine truth, which is the issue. Um, Well, um, one of my best friends in the world, love you Will, is Robbie's brother, Will. And Will invited me to a verbal discharge event saying, oh, come along, you know, it'll be something fun to do. And I thought, I'd like to familiarise myself with the work of discharge. So I went onto iTunes and put on, I think, one of the, like, I think it was the first live episode. Which which discharge event did you come to? Which which was the first one? Because I couldn't make the one at the Maypole, the one night degree, which was originally what I was supposed to go to. Ah, yeah, I remember you saying it. I couldn't make that in the end, so I did come along to the, make uh, Nottingham great again make Nottingham great again um, verbal discharge at the Maypole buy tickets in retrospect so that's not the Maypole that was in the Molecraft <laughs> um, but yeah I just thought I'd like check out the podcast before I went sort of see what I was in for and I, I genuinely ended up quite enjoying it oh, sort of watching it through so it started off ironically but it became genuine a genuine admiration for the podcast Thank you. <laughs> That's all right, Robbie. <laughs> I genuinely admire your listening. Thank you. It's it's an interesting one though, because like like we all obviously we, we speak outside of sort of the podcast when we're doing it. Largely, like we're not not favourably. Not, we not hate each other yeah. outside the podcast. As soon as this it's stops rolling, we like we, we all start spitting I mean, at each other. Do you want to just let out some how he feels towards Ben and how we all really feel towards Ben? It's, it's <laughs> like the recording of Abbey Road. The tension in this yeah. room is just ridiculous. I've seen Robbie spit on Jordan three times. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Hammond, that is. <laughs> but in, in between bouts of sort of recording the podcast, we'll all talk to each other. And I remember Robbie once sort of like quite vividly saying to me, thing like, like well, what do you think the sort of person is who enjoys this podcast? <laughs> and, and, and now I, I view them all as you, Jack. You are, you are the manifestation of whatever, whatever that is. But what, yeah, but what is that? Exactly. Yeah. I don't, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm offended I imagine or. imagine an exact 50 50 like, collaboration between you and Jordan's mum. Do you mean the legendary Toby Toby? <laughs> yes. God bless you, Toby Toby. <laughs> yeah. Toby. Is she dressed as Toby Toby? I don't know if she listens anymore yet. Doesn't she? No. Does that mean we can talk about her views on Donald Trump? <laughs> God, no. <laughs> and how she voted leave. <laughs> Didn't she vote leave? Maybe. <laughs> oh, Toby Toby. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Unless it's wrong. Um, <laughs> from Telford. No one was going there anyway. It's very true. Um, but no, I, um, I, I remember in a, another one of these conversations that we've had outside mm. of it is that I, I think we had this one not, not all too long ago 
we, we said that, um, I think it was you, Robbie, who mm. said, someone who would listen to every single episode of the podcast would know so much about us. Yeah. Oh, no. Which is really, really irregular, really. Mm. Because do, do you feel that you do? Do you feel you know so much about us? Like, I feel like I've learned a lot about you, but what was even stranger is when I was waiting, like when I was waiting, just what just outside the Mark Cross, my girlfriend waiting to walk into the live show. Uh, all for a start, my girlfriend went, "Oh look, there's Will," and I went, "That's not Will, that's Robbie," <laughs> and she was genuinely shocked about how similar the two of you look. But um, so I stood outside there and I thought, "Oh God, there's James." I thought, "Wait, what am I doing?" He goes to the he went to the same university I did. He just has a podcast, but I was like, "But." Oh god, there's Jordan. I felt a little bit starstruck. <laughs> and I, I realised I've met Robbie like quite a few times before. I know who Robbie is. But it's like, oh, I've not met Jordan and James before. And then as I walked in, I just thought, oh, they're just oh, like normal people. But I do genuinely feel like I've come to know you quite well, which again is weird because the, the podcast seems a lot based, like based on, evidently based a lot on personal experience and mm. just stuff from your lives. So I feel like I've just listened in on many conversations. I feel like I know a lot about you from afar, just eavesdropping. I, I find it interesting as well that, that, that you walked into the Mort Cross and you kind of you saw Robbie, you saw me, you saw James, and you were just like, just ignore Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he was on every episode, maybe I would miss Ben. Love <laughs> you too, Ben. So, of 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 the four of us, I'd like to ask you. Don't ask me to pick a favourite. I know because we know it'd be. Ben. Uh, no, there's. Can you pick out one fact you've learnt the stayed with you about each of us that. Oh. Toby Toby voted leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so that's going to stay with me the longest. Yeah. Um, just, just, as a, just as a, like, try and make us, if nothing else, realise just how much we've said on the podcast. Because there's been some rather incriminating stuff. Stuff which I haven't told your brother about you that you've mentioned on the podcast. Right. Really? Such as what? Your obsession with. The Rugby Sevens referee springs to mind. Oh, yeah. Jess Beard. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still friends with her on Facebook? Uh, Have never, you been to all She Auckland never accepted yet? me. What? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wish I didn't know that. <laughs> but the, yeah, the, the plane ticket is booked. Oh, um, so. And, I mean, she doesn't know, but her home address uh, is well marked in my favourites on Google Maps. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was the, the Rugby Sevens coat I think they're mainly of you Robbie yeah. <laughs> which is what like, I think the most incriminating stuff has come out in, uh, for you did we ever hear back from that woman that you were messaging when you were pretending no. to be Joel Cohen and no. said you were going to produce <laughs> oh film? god that was awful that was really horrific <laughs> we all felt the same like, I'm, I'm not going to lie like, I did piss myself out yeah. no it was incredibly incredibly funny but also I feel really bad for that poor woman. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was amongst like the funnier things that you've done on the show, but also amongst the most vicious. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I must say, I've noticed in terms of who can stray the furthest in certain jokes, you do Mm. tend to go the furthest. I've noticed that. (laughs) Like you you tend to, you tend to be the furthest from causing offence most of the time, Mm. but you always take it furthest, and I've got a lot of respect for that. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll take that well. In the, um, it's which you make a lot of jokes that I saw, like, I've told a lot of jokes in my time that have got me some very, very filthy looks. <laughs> but there's a lot of jokes you've told I thought, even I wouldn't make that one. 
And like, I've, I've respected that. You seem pretty squeaky clean as far as it goes, Jordan. I know Ben's got his... Like, from what I can gather, Ben seems to have an obsession with Star Wars Deep Law. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's not far from the truth. And that's quite, you know, that's quite an incriminating factor to be into the novels based around Star Wars. He, it's more than just that. The novels, the comics, the TV series, the games, the, the fan theories, the everything. The Fair man, enough. He, he lives and breathes Star Wars Deep Law. No, I mean, he did his dissertation on... On Star Wars Deep Law. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he also did part of, a, part of it on the Elder Scrolls and other bits and bobs mm. Fair. well if you can do it you can do it yeah, but, yeah. Um, so do you do you have any I know we had one sort of before we start recording any particular questions you wanted to ask any things you want answering um, um, answer, like loose, loose, loose ends or loose ends if you've got I'm trying ends. I'm trying to remember what you asked me on the bus oh the, the I because I resurfaced the question just before you mm. and Jordan arrived with Robbie and then I realised it was one of the questions I asked you it was what actually went down during the UDSU uh, interviews, but yeah, I was reminded yeah. it was the Wild Wild West incident, which I've been told not to necessarily mention on the podcast. Well, yeah, I don't know. Has enough time passed yet? We've we've mentioned we've brought it up on multiple live I shows. Yeah, I was going to say I I, I named on live shows. Yeah, I, th- I think we've all but confirmed what what's James that? may or may not have accused someone of sexual assault during a live interview. Not incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, you had a very visceral reaction there. Um, <laughs> that was omitted from when you explained that to me, James. <laughs> was it? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> what did you, what, what did you I know? Actually, I can't remember what, what I did, said to What you. did you know of the story? Um, well, as far as I, I gen- first I thought the Wild Wild West incident was that like you said something racist about Will Smith or something like that. <laughs> 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 I genuinely thought that's what it was. Just like, oh, like, did they discuss Wild Wild West and then get deeply racist or something? <laughs> um, Can't not. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was wondering, it's to do the that's the Wild Wild West is more very clever pun on the name. However, um, you said that um, you may have said some things about the man that weren't necessarily true. That like, I assume you maybe just accused him of maybe a slight academic offence or something. <laughs> <laughs> you've accused him of plagiarism. You've accused him. I accused him of several accounts of sexual assault and bullying, and for which you were not you were not lying. Those for for not, which for which I was not lying, and I have countless countless witness statements to back me up. Yeah. That's fine because we've um, done sort of research into each candidate, and we kept coming up with the same sort of list of bullying events. Oh, so you didn't mean for it to happen, but it just did upon research. Oh, I, did, I was told you were aware that this person wasn't the nicest person to begin with. I. I'd worked with them very, very briefly before I left um, a job where I used to work at a cinema. Um, he started what? just. When was Odin founded? Oh, fucking bastard. Um, <laughs> Oscar Deutsch, 18. Entertainment Omniplex. No, right. That's the one, that's the one. Fucking, of course you know that. Though. That's it. I've got, I've got extensive <laughs> deep floor knowledge of this job. Um, but yeah, he, he, he started working there shortly before I left. So I knew him a little bit and obviously heard uh, a lot about him after I left from my sort of previous work colleagues. Um, and I, I just knew him to be a very, very unpleasant person. Somebody who was on our course had experiences with him and knew him to be a deeply unpleasant person. And when we started looking into all the candidates and asking around for, do you know about this person? Do you know anything about them? Or, or are they a decent person at heart? We just kept coming up, like Robbie said, with information of just no, they're vicious, they're a bully, they're a thug, they're just they're this, they're that, blah 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 blah, and it, it was it was too much to not mention. Um, right. 
and then I remember sort of we figured that we'd read out this particular statement, uh, and yeah. it led into an account of a character assassination. Yeah, yeah, which I think we were going for a light character assassination. Yeah, we're going um, for we're going for a little one. We're going just to I kind think of it was the we hadn't necessarily dip our toes in, <laughs> in <laughs> the lukewarm water of character none assassination. None of us had said beforehand. We said we should read a bit of that email um, in which the particular section was mentioned, um, and at the moment. James began reading it. Me and John looked at him like we shouldn't be doing this, and I think we instantly, like retroactively, decided that we decided we weren't going to do it. Right. When, and so we said, "James, you should have done that." <laughs> so you just start distancing yourself. Yeah. Well, no, it was, it was it because I, I'd I'd been agreed to be the person that would read it out. Yeah. Up until I, that I, point, I, I, we all thought it was a great yeah, idea. Yeah, and I, I'd, 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 I'd run it past Robbie and Jordan countless times, mm. and then the second that someone. From the uh... oh no, we, it was before there was a moment you opened his mouth. Me and Jordan were looking at you, thinking, yeah, like you, because you, you'd said right, Glenn, and, and <laughs> I bleep that. You said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, you bleeped that out, but you said right, this guy, and you said his name, and then me and Robbie went, well, you can't see this on the radio, so me and Robbie both turned our heads and looked at each other, kind of. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, I finally got to see one of those yeah. moments. And, yeah. and, and James just, you, you did the whole thing and, and well, I wasn't, I thought, the I room thought went quiet. It was sort of an in for a penny, in for a pound situation. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and he, he seemed a bit uncertain of it and didn't mm. quite want to give an answer. So I just. Yeah, he I, didn't outright deny it. I know, so I, I, just, I just kept pressing. Yeah. Admittedly, though, if, if that person has a history of sexual assault, character assassination is not the worst thing you could have done yeah. at that point. You know, I'd, I'd say it was almost to an extent deserved. Well done, Discharge. <laughs> oh, bring justice to Derby Vigilante. We, we, we didn't feel the way. Much, like New Order, you love vigilantes, the spreading love around the <laughs> University of Derby. But we had, um, even though it had been agreed that I was going to do it, as soon as somebody else stepped in, <laughs> we had, um, there was a, a bunch of people from the students Union stepped in. A bunch of people from Phantom stepped into the studio, and basically we had we had the full wrath of the SU coming down on us for that. One. We had seven or eight people come in, like one I think, after one. I think tell us we, we had someone from the actual university body themselves mm. come in and say, "You can't do that. That's that's not good." And apparently, Rob, Robbie said that I was sat there the entire time, just acting completely. You were smirking. Yeah, you you were you... smirking the whole time. Yeah. So yeah, I remember that. It's sort of in the episode where you discussed it, you said you were just sat there like a school kid who doesn't like that, who doesn't give a shit about being told off. <laughs> yeah, well, me, me and Robbie were like retreating in time. You know, Robbie, like you, you were just indifferent. Robbie threw me under the bus instantly. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> even though, even though it was the northern, even, <laughs> even though we knew I was going to do it, like as soon as they came in, like James shouldn't have done that. Robbie, really <laughs> yeah, James. <laughs> it was, it was, it was kind of progression. Yeah. It's kind of progression because we were all sat in the line. Up there and James was on the left I was in the middle Robbie was next to me on mm. the right and and James was was kind of happy with what he'd done I was just kind of sat there indifferent and, <laughs> and Robbie was from... absolutely appalled with what had just taken place <laughs> yeah so so that's that's a brief history that, yeah that was and then they went hey so do you want to do the rest of it yeah. Um, but we had sort of, I spoke to a couple of every candidates afterwards um, who were coming up to do a deuce later in the day and they were all terrified by the fact oh it was great that. actually yeah. was that's great. good, that, yeah, was good. Yeah, that, that was the first interview we had that day yeah. and all the other ones came in shit scared of, of what we were going to have and yeah. it, 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 it helps you as an interviewer when everyone who comes into the room is afraid of you Yeah, <laughs> that's, why, that's why Paxman worked because yeah. yeah. everyone was scared of him and like, they had it up in the SU bar they had sort of it running for video feed. The they moment, had it playing across the atrium. 
they had played sort of big links on the website on Twitter, Facebook, etc. Yeah. You just assassinating the, the moment. Yeah. The moment I realised, oh, we might have gone too far. We had um, uh, after it had all happened. Like I think, and, and we've been told off. I, I went out to go to the toilet, and I walked out of the studio and into the atrium, and heard the broadcast coming out through the entire atrium. Mm-hmm. Walked down into the SU. It was being broadcast there. All of the screens were playing us live as it happened. And it was just, oh my God. That just happened <laughs> in front of the entire university. I think they were broadcasting it to Buxton and Leak and yeah. all the other campuses as well. How did we not get in more trouble over that? Um, I spoke to someone recently who said that actually there was a part of the SU that loved it because it caused controversy and people were talking about it and it was actually a bigger deal than the interviews would have been otherwise. So there was a few of them were actually quite thankful that something controversial happened. Everyone I've spoken to about it since is affiliated with the SU as as like sort of a half thanked us. Because mm. I think I think we generated some listenership for them. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So everybody wins except yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story is, do you know what? If you want to booty listen to Vegas, just accuse someone of sexual assault. And Especially if it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Savile, rapist. Controversial statement. Um, so, <laughs> Robbie Owen standing up and pointing out that he doesn't like Jimmy Savile. Standing up against the yeah. modern view of him. <laughs> yeah. Just say anything people are afraid to say, you know. <laughs> um, do you have any other questions that you've wanted? Uh, Jordan. I, and somebody in my halls is from around a similar neck of the woods to, to you. He's from Tamworth. He's from that area I call oh, near okay. Birmingham, yeah, but not from, quite Birmingham. From the people who, who orbit Birmingham. Like. And this would be You're like... just constantly going in circles around <laughs> yeah. Tell the on a revolving plate. <laughs> like Mary Wollstonecraft, this is my vindication on the rights of Jordan. <laughs> because I feel that as, as a Telfordian... He has been unfairly treated for the way he speaks on this show. <laughs> yeah, you feel? It's fair. not just Jordan that says mom. It's okay. They're just like that where he's from. They say mom. No, I, I, I don't I accept it either, but it's, it's not just you, Jordan. <laughs> you don't accept it either. <laughs> I, I can't bring myself to come to terms with it. I, I, it's, it's easily your biggest day-to-day sin. Yeah, but it's just something that everyone says in Telford. And America, so therefore it's wrong. It's just it just seems to be the dialect that the the you just isn't pronounced. You know, but what? I mean, I'm from Nottingham, and we don't say I the can't other, say Nottingham correctly. So Nottingham. the other thing I uh, can't come to terms with Jordan is how you um, how you spell. <laughs> so, uh, right, let me let me read read off some things. I'm, I'm not okay with you. I'm sorry. First I'm of all, this, Jordan. how you say mom with an O? Okay. How you spell colour without a U? What? How you take unilateral action against Middle Eastern countries for the royal, <laughs> <laughs> and your views on the Second Amendment, <laughs> and the fact you made the second Sex and the City movie. Do I actually spell colour without you? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that you got me doubting it. <laughs> Well, Jordan's work on the board of the NRA has clearly yeah. led to great advancements. But, but do, when when you've got a choice between I S E and I Z E, what do you what do you spell S. it as? S S I S E or I Z E? Wait, I S E or I Z E? I I I generally I'd go I S E. Yeah, well, you're all wrong. No, we're not, though, are we? Yeah. No. See, I-Z-E is the American spelling. Yeah, well, what's, but, the lang- what's the language called, Jordan? But, <laughs> what's the language called? But, is it called American, Jordan? But, in English, it is now, especially in English books, it is now more preferred to spell it with I-Z-E, and in America, it's more preferred to spell it with I-S-E. There has oh. been a... There's no counting for taste. Yeah. So, I know there's a, there's a lot of linguistic theorists that used to imagine that... Um, 
that like for a great time there was a lot of theory that the English language and the American language would drift apart and we'd each develop our own deviations on it. But now it's we're leaning more towards, because British people consume so much American media, our language is starting to be dragged down by their American bullshit. I've got and friends who say tomato. You're joking, really? Honest to God. Say tomato, I've got friends... That is unforgivable. I've got friends who spell night, N-I-T-E. <laughs> This isn't Watchmen. You, you can't just do that. Oh, You're not Alan Moore. Do Americans <laughs> spell night with N O T? Yeah. That's not a... Honestly, apparently that is a thing. I thought it was just in Watchmen. I had to Google it. I'd ask our resident... Have we got, night have we got a yank? Ben, but he's not here. We, we will... Ben being... With the same expert on the thing. Yeah, I know. Apparently, he is the spelling expert. Yeah. Do, 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 think, do, do, do you think if he goes oh, to the US, he has to get his passport changed? Yeah. <laughs> get up. Ben Knigahit. Whenever it's dark, he has to take the K off his name. <laughs> um. <laughs> Jack, how does it feel being on the show? Is this, is this, is this what you imagined it would be, or, or not quite there? I'm sorry. <laughs> Why was that the joke you went with? <laughs> I can't answer that question. How many times have you wanted to ask that question? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm trying to think. I've, I've, I've started to have questions come to the forefront, so I'm sorry if this just takes too yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find a fan moment. The, it, right. I could tell quite easily that you're all creative writing students, given the little the preludes you have to the show, the preludes you have to the show, which are normally very nice. <laughs> Things that jump to mind are the the film noir prelude that you did. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that right, was right. quite nice. Uh, but more importantly, I've become severely obsessed with both um, the adventures. This is why I've been really listening to of Alana the Poker Human. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, my favourite favourite detective, mm. oh, he's, he's all the same. great discharge hero. That is Ducky McDuck. Yes. Um, but I also have some other favourite characters. Uh-huh. No, not necessarily characters. People you've had on the show. I'm wondering if you'd be able to get them on for me today, such as because um, I, I have a slight issue with sports correspondents. Gerbil Steinfeld. Gerbil Steinfeld. <laughs> you want to talk to Gerbil Steinfeld himself? Because my issue with Gerbil Steinfeld <laughs> is that he's called Gerbil Steinfeld. Yeah, it's very clearly a Murray Walker impression. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the time you tried to do Jessica Ellis and it became Frank Sidebottom. <laughs> so he's taken the name of Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. And uh, like appropriated Murray Walker. So, I'd like to ask you, Robbie <laughs> Owen. Hello, yes. To perform uh, an impression of Murray Walker whilst using the tropes of TV legend Jerry Seinfeld. Because <laughs> clearly, if, if you can develop these mixed ideas of characterization, clearly you can do it on the spot, Robin. I've always wanted to challenge you to this. Okay, okay. And you're not allowed to quote B movie. I will not accept Barry B. Benson, only Seinfeld. Okay. So then, what's the deal with all of these sports correspondents coming over here and while they're on their airplanes eating airplane food? It's a really quite <laughs> remarkable result that I think is going to take us forward into the next coming season. <laughs> that was beautiful. I was, was genuinely impressed by that. That was uh, fantastic. I feel like he just lives within me. He's a separate personality. I feel like he's sort of. If I was Steve Coogan, he's like my Alan Partridge. I'll keep going. You just bring Twenty years time. Jibble Stanfield, Scissor Dial. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you've touched Jibble on something Stein, something yes. interesting there, Jack. Scissor which is that all of all of Robbie's impressions are drawn from a pool. Two to three voices. Yeah. <laughs> Walker. I tell you what, I will ask that. What do you all consider to be your best impression? Because was it 
I can't remember if it was Jordan or James that said um, that your dad believed you should be able to do an Elvis impression, but not mm, a very good one. That, that was my, my, my father's always had this very, very firm belief. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm a very big fan of impressions. I don't do many of them well. I can do a few accents, such as like, I know you do a very good Scottish accent, but what do you consider to be your best slash worst impressions? Um, well, I'm, I mean, I'm fluent French, so that's really interesting. Oh, well, that's true, yeah. Um, yeah, that's just, that's just a fact. Mm. Um, it's, it's an interesting one because the one that I'd instinctively go to is Michael Caine well I'm as I've mentioned to you before a big fan of your Michael Caine impression in that I've now my Michael Caine impression isn't a Michael Caine impression <laughs> it's an impression of your Michael Caine <laughs> the thing is that, that's largely how I learned to do a lot of impressions though like, I think, I think it's, it's very helpful when you see someone else who can do the impression, because you can see how they've deconstructed it, mm. and you, you don't have to do the hard work. Like my entire Christopher Walken impression mm. is based on the strength of once seeing somebody play Mortal Kombat Nine, <laughs> and the character of Smoke looks just like a ninja Christopher Walken, <laughs> and they said a line that a ninja Christopher Walken might say. I learned that line mm-hmm. in Christopher Walken's voice, and now I can do that line. Perfectly in Christopher Walken's voice, and everything else just deviates from that. And that line oh, is yeah. obviously um, <clears throat> nobody can see me move in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't, I can't do, I can't do any other Walken. I can uh, like, you impressive. sort of go into it a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. See, I can't. It's not quite the same. Yeah, I can't do walking. It's one of the ones I wish I could. Walking, walking's a very tricky one. He's, he's got a, a fantastically particular manner of speech. So, what do you consider the, like, the one impression that you cannot do? Do you have an impression that's comically bad? Um, I will get to everybody. I'm, I'm not going to comically start. bad. I imagine this is something that. Like Robbie's smirking. All of them. All of them. Because <laughs> they all end up as having Frank Sidebottom or generic foreign. Is that just everybody's at this table? Yeah. It ends up at Frank oh, Sidebottom. I can see. De- my worst is definitely generic foreign. Yeah. And that's just because of like the offence called. Um, I can't do uh, Crunchy Nature Valley bars. Now, this is something. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can do the Welsh accent, but only a little bit. And I, I've, I've got to say Crunchy Nature Valley bars to, to consistently remind myself how to do a Welsh accent. But the problem is it eventually it just goes a little bit German and once you, and once you started going German with the Welsh accent you can't help but just continue <laughs> that um, to me was the equivalent of an inglorious bastard just the yeah. Brad Pitt where he's like oh bonjourno bonjourno now <laughs> that was I, I, I feel I was up to the calibre of acting of when Michael Fassbender is found to be a British agent in that <laughs> film and finally it shattered um, I do a really good golem as well all right. Which is um, <clears throat> Jewish golem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, um, and enter the tunnel. <laughs> uh, also got all the little quips like stupid flat hobbits. That's a great. That's a very very good. Yeah. I've, so I've noticed you've got a quite a deep. You've got a very in depth knowledge of Lord of the Rings that I've noticed throughout. Yeah, I I fucking love Lord of the Rings. You throw little little bits out that are like you know Ben keeps his deep lore love quite a secret. Like it's brought up a few times. I I really really cannot hide my my sheer affection for Lord of the Rings or anything Lord of the Rings. I I keep trying to convince Robbie to watch the extended versions with me, but but Robbie hates Lord of the Rings. Robbie hates Lord of the Rings and any film over ninety minutes. So much so, so much so that um, we had we had a lecture once. Um, which was entirely based on Middle Earth. 
Yeah. Um, he walked out. Robbie detested it and fell asleep. Yeah. The it's the only time, only time I've ever seen Robbie fall asleep in a lecture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've fell asleep three times in the past three weeks. I'm not yeah. even kidding. I fell asleep, what, 21 times in the last three weeks? Huh? Well, oh, well, fair enough, Robbie. Yeah, Sorry. if we're going to be like that. Sorry, okay. We had a. Alienate your biggest fan. We had a lecture at the end of our second year. Um, that was all the lecturers on the course explaining to us what all the module choices were for the third year, how to structure, how to prepare for the biggest academic year of the entire course, and I slept through the whole thing. That 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 really set me up for failure. And then I think, like most of the course, I just had to message Robbie and say, "Robbie, <laughs> what do I do?" You graduated. So I graduated. Yeah. I, I got a two-one the last. So fair enough. Mm, like, good job, me. So did you did you do the Oh, no, I was about to move on to Jordan now. I can't do impressions. I'm, I'm not sorry, even. No, bad no, for no, this isn't me trying. <laughs> there must be there must be one that you like. You really the wish one you that could I always do. Do, the one that I wish I always, like Christopher Walken. Yeah, I always, everyone wishes they could do a Christopher Walken. Oh, impression. that is true. That's my Christopher. <laughs> oh, did everyone see Jungle Book? Yeah. Did you not see? I would say I was. I like, I'm more captivated by Idris Elba and Bill Murray in that film. Bill Murray's brilliant. They're, they're, they're really, really well cast, but, but <laughs> walking as King Louis was everything I never realised. <laughs> sings that song. Oh! Oh, be do! <laughs> I wanna be like <laughs> you! <laughs> but it, yeah, I can't do a Christopher Walken impression. If I tried, it would be my worst impression, so. How, how, does, it, how does it feel to have been on Jack, to have actually, like. Um, to, to, to have, like, you, you realise that your voice is now forever enshrined in Discharge Canon? <laughs> So I think this is like a postmod. I just cease to exist. <laughs> I exist in the vein of discharge. I exist, you exist nowhere else. You exist only in our kingdom. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm on. I'm genuinely honoured that you invited me onto the show. That was really very nice, and I thank you very much for that. Oh no, it's, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank, thank you. you. I've I've had an excellent time. I very much, and I like that I finally got to be on verbal discharge, and I am actually a fan. Yeah. And I continue hey. listening. I think what surprised surprised us most is that you're still kind of mentally sound <laughs> after over seventy two hours of us. Mm, uh, I think Ben Ben was um, when I when I mentioned that we were having you on and that there's someone who's actually listened to every episode. He he was worried about how you'd be psychologically after just <laughs> listening to us ramble for how many hours of that. Do, do you want to take a guess at how long? you how how, how much discharge I've listened to? How many to? hours there are? Right. Oh, you've got right. time. Right. I'm aware. Right. Right. I'm aware that there are four or five episodes that are about an hour and a half. Mm. Mainly they're between forty and fifty-five minutes. But I know there's a couple that are half an hour, particularly like the last episode, which was a letdown. It's disappointingly short, guys. Come on. <laughs> Put your eyes. Admittedly, it was one of my favorite episodes oh, really? because t- it was just. <laughs> 30 minutes of James getting very, very annoyed at Lethal Bizzle. <laughs> <laughs> it was particularly the message you sent to me, which I th- like you sent me a message sort of regarding your entire view on Lethal Bizzle. And oh. you summed it up in a way that I think even your dissertation missed that level of conciseness. And then you just said, fuck Lethal Bizzle. <laughs> and I, I think I agree with you. You know, he's, I, he's a pretty dense man, but understandably, <laughs> he's, he, does come across as a bit of a tip in interviews. I, I, I do feel well, not nothing. Well, just uh, turn up. Yeah. A, a deep, deep seething resentment. Didn't he? Get, didn't he get there? They basically said to us, "Oh, you can't talk to him before the show well, uh, because he gets very angry and violent." No, he was. He, to he was told because he, he was going into. He had his green room, and all of the staff of the SU were told that while he's on his way from his green room to the stage, no one is allowed to make eye contact with him because mm. he's really worked up and he will attack. 
That's I, I'm not I'm not making that yeah. up. I, I I was there for that announcement being made as they were like nobody looking in the eye because he's because he's furious. He's he's lethal. He's <laughs> lethal bizzle. Yeah. Nina Simone wasn't that fucking hardly struck. <laughs> <laughs> she was on cocaine ninety five percent of the time. Oh yeah, that's why. She was, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but Lethal Bizzle said you could not make eye contact. He, all the staff were explicitly told you can't make eye contact. What a twat! The yeah. man's famous for about two songs on the fact that he says the word dench. Yeah. <laughs> what does dench even mean? I think it means, like, from what I can tell, it was relatively popular at Chill World. You know, in like the mm. one year where Lethal Bizzle was in the charts, <laughs> you know, the one year where Lethal Bizzle did anything relatively yeah. of note. Um, where it was like, it was said a lot at Chill World, the, the, the Oh, sorry, do we have to bleep chill one out? That's fine. So the, it was the, the old school that I went to. And, and I attended as well. So mm-hmm. I, I can relate to a lot of Robbie's stories <laughs> that he's told on this podcast. Extra colour, extra dimensions. It's like the evil harpy teacher, you know who you are. <laughs> Is this the one that made Robbie cry? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I've, 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 seen her make, I've seen her make school bullies cry in lessons before. Wow. She's She's pretty, like she's one of the most... Like, you know, she taught, like, you know, I got a B in French. Like, she wasn't a terrible teacher. She was just a very, very vindictive, horrible person. <laughs> terrible person. Yeah, but just, not all right teacher. Yeah, she taught, she knew a lot of French. Mm. Like, no, yeah. she's very good at French. Yeah, well, I mean, I clearly learned a lot of French because I'm now fluent in French. Oh, it's so, indeed, yeah. yeah. But that doesn't necessarily make her a good person, no. as, as it seems the two of you have learned. So. <laughs> but, um, dench appears to mean, like, I think it's a description for someone's body type. If you're dench, I think it means you're quite I think, well yeah, built. I think. It, it means muscular, but, yeah. it's, but it's also, I think, grown to encompass uh, a general uh, social outlook on life. Dench, man. To just, oh, that's dench. Like, that, that's a dench thing to I've, do. I don't ever think I've used the word dench more than once outside of this podcast. So. <laughs> and it, it, it's what, what a phrase. It's, nothing else espouses masculinity and shit grime music. Dent. How long do you think? The total running time of the podcast is? Uh, I'd say 56 odd hours. You're not correct. Oh, well, I had a feeling I probably wouldn't be. 78 hours. That's a lot more than I 78 thought. 78 hours and 32 minutes. You've listened to over three days worth of us, of us just talking. And I'd do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a good time doing it. See, this, is, this, is, this absolutely confuses me. <laughs> I'm really quite baffled. Um, I don't know. It's there's no there's no pretense with discharge. I've noticed. It's just it is just a group of friends talking, and that's why it's list why it's a very listenable show. In that it doesn't appear that you know you. <laughs> this sounds like this sounds like it's to your detriment, but it works <laughs> in favour. It doesn't sound it doesn't feel like you spent hours and hours and hours preparing for the show. It feels loose off the cuff, and yet there's still very little moments of dead air yeah. which is good because no, that's, no, that's what you normally that's just the editing that's <laughs> I'll, I'll just beat myself up you could have taken that one Robin yeah. but <laughs> sorry yeah. you've, you've shot yourself in the foot there pal <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah I am genuinely quite a big fan of Discharge um, I make sure you come down to Verbal Discharge live at the Maypole 15th of December hey! Discharge Christmas that's fantastic £5 on the door doors are <laughs> 7 well, uh, thank you very much for yeah, coming on the show, Jack. I think, I think we've all enjoyed having you on here. Yeah, hope, hope you've enjoyed being on. Have you got any final words for your appearance on the show? Valador. Hello, I'm top Hollywood director, the Cohen Brothers, and I, Barton, think that you should listen to Verbal Discharge. But if you're wondering, old podcast, where art thou? If you head to iTunes or verbaldischarge.co.uk, it's right there, unlike 
the man. When I say it's that blood simple, I'm being a serious man. You can see my new movie, Hail Caesar, in cinemas from the 4th of March. Oh boy, so who likes job interviews? I boy, like oh boy. Do you know what my second favourite type of interview is? What? The job interview. What's, well, your, what's, your, what's your favourite type of interview? It's a job interview as is, well. it, is it the film, the interview? No, it's a job interview. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your, your rankings of, is like, number one, job interview, number two, job interview, and it's like a power gap. We've got number yeah. 9,099. Three, interview. Four, police interrogation. The interview, sorry, Seth Rogen and James Franco. No, um, has anybody ever applied for a, uh, a job that yes. claimed it was a mo- like quote unquote marketing? Yeah. Oh no, yeah, oh boy. So, so I've I've flown this probably about twice <laughs> in my life. Um, the first time, I think it was, I think a bit before university, I was looking for sort of like you know, uh, PR based jobs, writing based jobs. Yeah. And uh, there was one going for like it was advertising. Oh, marketing is a very like, uh, creative work. I was like, like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. this is going to be, uh, it's going to be uh, copyright and just doing PR. And I was like, yeah, I'll go for this. And it was at uh, Anglian Home Improvement, which I walked past today, and I noticed it's entirely shut down now. It's like the inside of the building is completely empty. It's been fucking scrapped. Mm. Um, I went in there. I, was like, I, was, I think it came a bit early. I was, I was all, all dressed to the nines. I was like, I really wanted to make a good impression of this interview. And I was, I was like, oh, you're early. So I just got the set there in the corner. Had a coffee, wet for a bit, and to watch people trickle in, and I just, I just noticed like that. I think a lot of people like it was, um, but but they weren't like probably sort of dressed for interview. I think like one of them was, um, was like pretty much wearing like um, like a sports top, pretty much. Oh Christ! Yeah, that should instantly be set no, red flag. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I must have been about eighteen or nineteen at the time. But I guess I'd sort of like be open-minded and or naive to mm. it. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, I can't, I can't judge what their, what their professions are. And then once, once we they got. might be a professional footballer. Yeah. <laughs> they could be just like, I've come straight from the cane. No, they, they, they could be. <laughs> the big game that's happening right now. Hey, oh, kids. sorry lads, I've got an interview. <laughs> yeah. like, you're, you're a lead striker, what are you doing? Yeah, like, the interview's going to have to be halfway because we're playing West Ham away. Did he catch the game? <laughs> no, um, then like, the, the, the lads away to this building, like around the corner, yeah. which is the inside of. It looked like a school that hadn't had funding for ten years. No, oh, it was fucking dilapidated inside. And we all sat around. It's like, and, and I think like as soon as we realised as well that it, it was like a, it was a group interview as well. Uh, I think I already know that like, group interviews are oh, a general rule wank. Yeah, group interviews are shit. And it's, around it's like big. The only age for that. Really? Yeah. Well, you, yeah. You've only ever had one job, so. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't mean I've only had one job interview. <laughs> <laughs> like, we all sat around it, and then I think the guy was sort of like, oh, it's going to be a friendly chat, guys. I was like, oh, no. Oh, boy. Here we I, go. I, I, I think, I think but, but, uh, the, more it, the more it went on, the more I was like, this is, this is, uh, this is door-to-door salesman in. <laughs> so, and I think there's like a train to be like really like, upbeat about it, saying, yeah, you know, it's just like, you know, just do, 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 do what you like, go and, you know, just, you contact clients. I, I just pretty much put my hand above like, is, it, is this is this a Dawson or sales job? It's like, oh, I, I, I wouldn't call that. That is part of the job. And I was like, no, I'm 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 in the lead. And then I stood up and left. And pretty much as soon as I was towards the door, heard another guy just like behind me go, yeah, I'm in the lead as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the people like trickle out behind me. And like as I left, oh, so like, a few other people just like leaving after that. Like, I pretty much cracked the case. <laughs> and I think I think another time was in I think I actually done that sort of like. Had we sort of interviewed before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What group interviews? No, ju- just like marketing ones. 
I've had a market. Yeah, it was fucking. There was one recently, and I went into in Nottingham, went all the way fucking there. Um, and then I, I, I think once I realised the payment was like based on commission as well. Mm. Oh yeah, that should instantly. Oh me. Jesus Christ! Like, I mean, surely, surely you can't be allowed to do that. Like just like basically employ someone based on just like. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you just take that small percentage. You'd, you'd hope not, wouldn't you? If there's one, it's like you can be your own boss. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking thing. It's like fuck off. Like, like just sort of like trying to make it like sound like yeah, you're in, you're in charge there, big guy. You can do this. I decided to be my own boss, so I went to the final level of my life and just had a big fight myself over and over again. What happened? Uh, um, well, I killed myself three times. I kept coming back, and then I killed myself the, the last happened. time, uh, and I actually died in the first place. Then what happened? Then the credits ended. And <laughs> it went back to start screen. I, I want to see this. We started again. Then what happened? We started again. The whole game started, started again. My whole life started again. <laughs> you go back to the QMC and you have to do some like platforming bits, getting through the QMC. So, um, so, so you, you got lots of walking into walls. I eventually I walk into a window and get a scar on my nose that stays with me for the rest of my life because I walked into a glass window when I was like four and I still got a scar on my nose to show it. Um, and I just, you just continue sort of walking into windows and not doing a lot of data for being an idiot. A few years and you start a podcast, uh, and then that bombed um, eventually when you're about like 24. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, level 24. Um, oh, okay. And then after that, you then sort of trundle along for a few years before eventually fighting yourself. And you, yourself, the end boss is just a metaphor for depression. Um, and then you kill yourself. Um, so, yourself being the boss, <laughs> and you start all over again. So, so I, don't, I don't know if that's how life works. I think if you kill yourself, Robbie, that's just it. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't like, it doesn't fade to black. A little icon of your face appears and just says, oh great. No, Unfortunately, you've got so, three so, more so, lives. So, so you, get, you get three more pops of this life. I'm currently business. on New Game Plus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you say that, but the last boss represents depression when you fight it, like, yeah. so surely you, you like, when he beat and he killed yourself, surely he was lost because he was basically yeah, exactly. depressed. Yeah, that's the twist. You're saying that every life ends with depression. There's yeah. There's no way to defeat it. There's no way to You know what they say, life begins at 40, life ends with depression. Yeah. Does life begin at 40? I don't, I don't get uh, that. I don't know, I'm not 40. Life begins, <laughs> uh, life begins at conception. Pro-life. Life begins when uh, the, the food you eat has a face. Hashtag vegan. Hashtag uh, haha. Everyone has, has a go at me because I'm a vegan. Life begins. Do you know why that is? Because vegans have a fucking shut up about the fact that they're vegan. Sure, you vegan. Fucking vegan. Um, they're not all bad. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not. They're not all bad. It, it's really admirable, actually. I, I really admire people. People <laughs> actually take on like lifestyle yeah. steps. This is this is building up to something. This is going to be a big backhand thing. No, this is the biggest user I think outside the White House this week. No, it's. I really like. I think it's really admirable. I think part of the world's going to be vegans when people take the time to actually assess that their day-to-day lives have an impact on the planet and do something about it. Fair enough. I think that's really admirable. Just don't fucking witter on about it. Like I got stuck a shit so big it spoke to me, but I don't fucking talk about it on a podcast. What did they say? It said, James, James, kill me. <laughs> kill me, James. Please, please kill me. I can't stand it. James, I'm, I'm literally a shit. James, kill me. Kill it, me, it, kill it, me. It, it look, it looks Fucking like, kill me. Yeah, you have a little echoey voice from a bowl. And you look down, and it's like, it's like James Carson. It's like, that's <laughs> 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 <Jean-Paul>. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says. 
like, get out of here, poop! And you flush it, and it starts, like, clawing its way up the bowl. And it's, like, digging its nail down the ceramic as it goes, ah! Whoa! Is this for sequel to Sausage Party? Am I right? Um, no, I, I once had a, a group interview. Um, it was at, it was at um, a cinema uh, that rhymes with Cochase. Um, no, no, this was... Oh, oh I remember that. that. It was Cineworld. Yeah, you got it. You got it. First try. It was UCI. Um, yes, it was. It, it was driving. <laughs> it was cave paintings. <laughs> it, it, it was the, uh, the um, standard definition TV that's been recorded by Attic for probably about 50 years. Now. Exactly. I was, at, I was at an interview. I'm going to In Ben's Attic. Yeah. And also... I was at um, I was, I, around the walls. I was at Showcase Deluxe at the top of the Intu Centre in Derby, <laughs> um, and there I was. And I was told um, that there were jobs going. Not only were there jobs going, they were going 20, fast. There were twenty jobs going, and I thought, "Fuck, cool, twenty jobs." But I'd like one of those to be mine. I'd like <laughs> and I'd like another one to be Steve because I'm missing. Exactly. Um, so there oh, I was. <laughs> they said to be there at half ten. I thought, no bullshit. I'm not going to be there early. They're, they're expecting that. They're expecting me to be five minutes early. I'm not going to be late. That's inconsiderate a job interview. I'm going to be right on fucking time. I'm going to be there at half ten on the motherfucking dot. So there I was. Got there at the into, nice and early. Sat in the food court, waited for the right opportunity. At three minutes to, I got up from my table. I walked over to the escalator. I went up it. I thought, brilliant. I'm going to time this perfectly. It hits half ten. I come up the top of the escalator into the cinema and 300, literally, three fucking hundred other people had the exact same idea. Three hundred people turned up to that job interview. The whole, the whole like, lobby was packed with just like interviewees. It, it was, was so it packed was, with it was, I have never seen the lobby of that place. So even on my opening night of big films, so it remember, was fucking rammed. So I remember coming up to deliver you a care package for a sandwich. And it was mm-hmm. great. I was in the area. Obviously, because of how long the interviews were taking. Um, that, like most people were just waiting around for hours and hours and hours. I think I waited in there for eleven hours total, and eventually I was just like, "I'm hungry, but I don't want to go in case my name is called, and then I miss the interview, and I've wasted the entire experience." Ben was in the area, so Ben very kindly got me a sandwich and brought it up. People are so fucking jealous of that sandwich. I know. <laughs> I, had, I had to eat it in front of a group of people, all of whom were starving and were also desperately wanting the job. And I ate the sandwich in front of them. And I thought, brilliant, I'll get all the energy from this sandwich. I'll I'll take all of this this cucumber and mayonnaise that's probably in the sandwich. I can't remember what thank God, but it's delicious. Um and, and I'll take that energy. And they won't have it. And they'll fuck up their interview. And I'll do really well. Ha <laughs> ha! And then I didn't get the job. Because <laughs> <laughs> there were three hundred other people. I know, I know. But you got you, but you got the job at another sub standard cinema so. I know. Yeah. And I met my girlfriend there. So that worked oh. so that worked out alright, I guess. Speaking, speaking of uh, speaking of being being a little hungry there, um, last night I uh, I went to a, I, I at the end of the night I went to the takeaway uh, and then but there was a homeless guy outside. He pretty much kept coming into the takeaway and like kept asking for money. And I, I, I was like, oh no, I've, mate, I've got nothing. Now. I've literally paid on the card here. And, and then like I, I think as a general rule, I'd say like if if someone just says like no, it's like a lot of homeless people begging. Oh, it's all right, mate. No, have a good night. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I would like probably get some chucks and change that way later on if we can, if we can find some, if we can, like, you know, if it'd be nice. Yeah. If it, 
I sound really patch. If I've been a good boy, <laughs> I'll do it if I've been nice, if I feel like it. Right, but then, like, he kept asking me, and I was like, mate, no, I've already told you, I've got nothing. He's like, oh, you got money to get a takeaway, but you don't have enough money to give me that. Like, like, mate, just fucking leave me alone. It's my fault, you yeah. spent all your money on heroin. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like when you get arsed, but it's like, it, it, it's pretty much getting run over my face as well. I was like, generally, did feel like he was going to fucking stab me, but then again, I wanted that pizza. <laughs> and I was going to get that pizza, stabbing or not. A homeless girl went shouting the outside quad. What did he shout? Robbie think... Owen from Noble Discharge. Oh, I love your podcast. I listen to it on my iPod all the time. I really love the coconut article. It's the funniest thing I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was on my way to quad. And sort of as I was nearly outside the cinema, I took my headphones out and I realised this, this guy, that I thought was just a guy behind me, was a homeless guy following me, shouting at me for change. Yeah. And then sort of by the time I took them out, I was like, I don't appreciate being ignored, mate. I only asked you for a bit of change. I thought, oh, oh. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't owe you anything. I'm not giving you anything because you're giving me. Um, and then he that, went, I bet that showed him. No, he didn't. He started continuing shouting at me and I went inside. I just ran away. Probably turned around and wagged his finger. I, tr- I tried to lock the door. I tried to barricade the door. But then there was a revolving door and I just came, came back out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you again! Yeah, you had to fucking weld the door closed back to the fucking killing floor. <laughs> I laughed pretending I got the reference. Yeah. Killing floor's really good. Isn't the second one coming out? It is coming out soon. Oh, it's awesome. It's already out. It's already out, isn't it? Oh, shit! It's, not, it's past the 18th now. <laughs> Wait, we're not. Why are we doing this? We could be busy playing The Killing Floor 2. Available on all good platforms. Playing harder. <laughs> then kill two kill harder. And then we cut for just a second to pretend we left to play The Killing Floor. Um, they're all about uh, games. That, they're, they're games where you, you play as a squad and you buy guns and upgrade your And it's really and there's, there's a bunch of creatures there and they all kill you. Um, but the, uh, the, the upcoming third game in the, uh, in the series is about you open a carpeting business. Uh, and you make a killing doing flooring <laughs> on all of these houses. So, um, no. it's, it's, it's just a carpeting simulator. What I was really appreciate about that game is just like how unashamedly just sort of like English that game is. You pretty much get hammering around and your character goes, money, 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 look <laughs> at my wad. They just make fucking Harry Enfield references. Loads of money. I've got loads of money. Oh, simulator games. Why, why do so many people buy simulator games? They're a huge fucking market. Like, tractor simulator and like plasterboard simulator. Street cleaning simulator. Right. Actually, as it happens, I've got a, I've got a copy right here of a Jordan uh, Reynolds. Uh, I was calling Jordan Reynolds. <laughs> Jordan Reynolds simulator. Do you want to do you play it? Jordan, yeah, Jordan, Jordan Bowen. Bowen simulator. Okay, do you right. mean Jordan Bowen simulator? No, Jordan Reynolds. Simulator. Oh, Jordan Reynolds simulator. There's nothing to him. You couldn't possibly simulate the genius of Yeah, no, that, that, that'd take years and years yeah. of crippling addiction to over the counter medications as he suffered I've got my ZX Spectrum right here. Yeah. I've got, I've got my cartridge. Was it? No, the senior cartridge. No, she's no, no, got a cartridge right here. I've got the cartridge. I've got Jordan Reynolds simulator. Right, yeah, I'll put it in. No, 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 no. No, no. I'm just starting out. Robbie, <laughs> stop making noises. Ben, put the fucking cartridges. Stop wasting time. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you bet you can't wait to play. Well, I can drop real sounds in the background if you want. Okay. No, you, I mean, like, okay, right, okay. But stop the songs. Yeah, you're you, Jordan Reynolds. You're 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 um, you're doing your master's degree, and you're writing your dissertation. Yes or no? <laughs> Why? Uh, I vote no. Why? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
I don't think it's part of this game's programmed. Yeah, I think it's, I think yes, it's programmed. Yes, yes, we, we go through yeah. yes. I, 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 No, it's, I, I, think, I think I got this wrong somebody's fucking dodgy guy. I don't think it's a real, like, official cartridge for them. Oh. I think it's broken. They don't... Fuck yeah, just throw it across the room. Fuck yeah. I, 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 I don't even know why it's a licensed game. I mean, that was... Well, there's a better expression came out when before Jordan was even born. Or maybe when he was a baby. Why did he even make this game? It doesn't make any sense. I had a, uh, a friend called Patrick when I was, when I was a young lad. Patrick? <laughs> like, Patrick was he a Patrick? Bat- yeah, all, all he did was, was tricks with bats. He juggled <laughs> and, uh, and bit their heads off. Uh, and, and his name was Ozzy Osbourne. No, um, so his name was Patrick. Um, and <laughs> he, his parents bought him. Um, like I think that like it was like a pirated version of Pokemon Blue. Oh, I'd say we friends were like pirated. Whilst, whilst they were on holiday, and somebody had gone into the game and reprogrammed certain conversations in the game. And when you go to Magmar Island and you fight, uh, it was a Cinnabar Island. Yeah. Cinnabar Island, and yeah. you fight. Is you can't get it right. Is his name like Lieutenant Magmar? Fine. Whoever it is. Like in the game, he said Magma. He um he called them swats. <laughs> like when you when you speak to him, he just calls you the swats. <laughs> and, and, and like I think my uh, I think his parents took it to a shop and they were like, why in this game does it call my child a swat? And they were like, this is a pirated one from fucking Asia. And, uh, that's a good story. Thank you for that story, Robbie. Give me a similar but different story, but. but it's different. Okay, well, my, <laughs> my friend Ratchet, um, <laughs> when I was rash, in, yeah. <laughs> you could tell my friend, not a friend. Um, my friend Ratrick, uh, when I was in school, he what, had a pair of tricks. What tricks did he do with rats? <laughs> or was he a rat that comes by the head off? Yeah, he was. He was actually just a rat. Uh, it was only called Patrick. So, um, he was the first one to be surprised when he was a rat. Why did he always snitch the police? <laughs> Oh. Oh. What did what did what did Ratrick do? Graphic. Um no, uh and yeah, Ratrick had a private copy of Pokemon Red. Um, <laughs> and in one of the um one of the, the levels in it, uh because for some reason this copy of Pokemon is now a platformer. Um <laughs> it was actually you, you opened it up and it's actually just a copy of Rayman Two. Um, <laughs> but for some reason it's, he believed it was Pokemon Red. <laughs> um, and I that one didn't realize Rayman was Pokemon. There was a conversation, right? And uh, Glowbox called you a twat, <laughs> and that was it. That's my anecdote. Yeah, well, my friend, you're a twat, Rayman. Bat trick, yeah, was actually what's your skin? Bat people. He juggled him. He did a truffle shuffle. He, he did separate from him from his body and in between his fat. <laughs> what, he separated all of his bodily fat? Yeah, like, isn't, isn't that just life or something? <laughs> my, uh, my friend, uh, Matrick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I used to sleep on him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he had a copy of Pokemon Green. Yeah. And then unfortunately got meningitis and died. Like, <laughs> so, uh, my, um. Let's not talk about that one. My friend, that spit. Um, <laughs> the racial caricature. Uh, Played by Rob Schneider. He's walking around and you're just like, God, you are just so, so stereotypically Mexican. Are you, are you even Mexican or are you just massively racist? Oh, I don't know what I say. Like, hey, I don't know. Hey, hold my burrito for me. Well, well, I've got to play the maracas. Uh, my, my friend, Jesus Christ. Well, my friend Patrick, who was just an impressive finishing with his golf, um, <laughs> uh, he played Pokemon Green as in green, the golf green. Um, 
and at one point someone called you a golf club. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, my friend Patrick is just a bit of a pussy. <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> my friend Zatrick, right? <laughs> yeah, he had a, a part of a copy of, uh, of uh, Digimon. And uh, what he'd do is go in the game and Ogimon would uh, just call him a cunt. <laughs> and that's all the game would be, with nothing else. My friend Patrick um, <laughs> was actually just a misspelling of something his parents did in the conversation. Um, thank you. My uh, my friend B R Rick a really a really low resolution copy from the Revenant. What a game! This cold first time. My uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew he came with a guest speaker and saw it in 2002 and thought, in 14 years I'm going to make that <laughs> in a higher quality. I need to make that shot for shot in a slightly higher resolution. I need to remake that child in HD. Um, uh, my my friend, my my friend at Free Kick. <laughs> um, he had a pirate copy of Pro Evolution Soccer, and uh, we played the game and find out that Wayne Rooney is actually going to play with Lieutenant Magmar. Yeah, well, well, my friend Cardrick, <laughs> my friend Cardrick, he played Colin Carroll, but I'm the king of the king of Ireland, of course. But, well, my friend uh, Saint Nick was, was, was arrested for breaking and entering. <laughs> well, my friend Natrick didn't exist. My friend Big Razor. He used to sell a he sell like really dodgy cheap razors down the pub, but then he, uh, he got arrested for fiddling kids. <laughs> My friend, the same joke over and over again. Uh, just told the same joke over and over that again. I've happened to the rule of three, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the rule of thirty-eight. <laughs> so, see, what, what, what we've done here is we've just we've driven the joke so far into the ground. My friend Quatrick <laughs> was semi-aquatic. <laughs> and he had a he had a he had a, he had a pirate copy of um, SpongeBob game. Yeah, well, and, and, and then Patrick would call him a twat. There we go, full circle. <laughs> my uh, my good friend Oil Slick <laughs> <laughs> wasn't only um, uh, a global disaster perpetrated by BP Oil, but was also a power up in Lego races. <laughs> uh, my friend Utrecht um, <laughs> was uh, he was just actually he was just a letter. He was still letting you. But then he also used to say to people, hey, you, do a trick. I don't want to do a trick. Operation U-Trick. My, my, <laughs> <laughs> my friend U-Trick. Well, That's uh, the reason they named it U-Trick. My, my friend U-Kit <laughs> um, wanted us to get out of the EU. Um, <laughs> but it turns out that's <laughs> Yeah, well, well, my friend Batrick, which is a big penis. <laughs> my, my friend, my friend Q-Tip used to clean it wax out my ears. <laughs> My, my friend Cubit uh, <laughs> used to have his own game and I used to play that. My friend Killer, Killer Keemstar. Uh, my friend Bowl of Sick. <laughs> he, well, he was a Bowl of Sick. <laughs> well, he was friends with Jane. And what, oh, most importantly, what pirate game did he have? <laughs> my he, had, he, had, he had Sonic. <laughs> Sonic 2. <laughs> my, my friend Barshit. <laughs> it was just a, a bin outside the back of a pub. <laughs> my my friend uh, Satrick had a uh, <laughs> he had a uh, used to do tricks with satellites. Um, he had a, he had a pirate copy of Dino Crisis too. 
I also had a friend called Saturate. Oh. He had a saturation point. Every <laughs> joke used to take way beyond Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah apparently, he had a pirate copy of Gunner Kite to say with another dinosaur that had been replaced with um, Pretty much Sight of the Hedgehog with the Willie Yeah, Well, well my, my friend Mudkip. Leave Mudkip alone. My friend. I heard you like Mudkip. Remember that meme from 2005? My friend Ross Rick was a perpetually mirrored version of well known rap artist Rick Ross. My friend Roll Rick was just a mirrored version of being Rick Roll. I've been running out letters for quite a while. That's, that was fucking disgusting. <laughs> that was How, about eight minutes. <laughs> that was eight <laughs> minutes of just that. <laughs> I, thought it was, that. I thought it was funny. <laughs> we thought it was funny. Leave no it all in. No one else in the Leave it all in. This means, like, I, what I'm going to walk away from this episode thinking is that we're either creative geniuses. Wow, nice one. Or we're utterly devoid of talent. <laughs> Kevin Smith was behind us. Kevin, how Kevin the, Smith is officially worse than take that. Take that, Kevin Smith. You're officially less funny than my Rick Ross joke. <laughs> you fucking director. <laughs> jokes <laughs> I was struggling to find words that rhymed with everything I had if at the end. Yeah, I was, I was a clutching at straws there. My friend Clutch Trick used to clutch his straws all the time. Potatoes, leek, gravy, chicken, come. One of those things is not supposed to be here. Verbal discharge. Is it gravy? So, that was the show. Um, What a podcast we podcasted. Who can believe so many pods were cast over the course of that cast? How the fuck? Are we better than Kevin Smith? We are. It, like we never feel like it in the moment, but whenever we listen back to things, okay. I get a feeling if I listen back to the yeah. my friends, I think it. that'll be comedy gold in like twenty years. You just know, in several thousand years' time, when the next civilization and dig up remains of our civilization, the only audio clip that survives will be that. No, it's, it's like uh, last night when there was this one guy recognised me and he's like, oh yeah, the podcast's really funny. And just instinctively said, no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I haven't really gotten used to people complimenting the podcast. Like, like, when we were dealing with uh, Jack, who was on earlier, um, like he, he, he's constantly sort of complimenting me. It's just, oh, good good job. Like, like, Richard, James, I just chose like, not to acknowledge it. I was like, oh, there's a message. I think like, after I met him, like, I've been messaging him backwards and forwards and he was talking about how much he liked the podcast. And I was just like, I don't understand why. <laughs> and you said something like, "Like you're, you're really critical of your own podcast." It's like I'm not critical of it. It's just, it, why, it just why it, wouldn't you be critical of your arts? Yeah, it just it kind of it confuses me still. That I don't know. It, it's like I think I think as the artist, you've got to look at it from a negative perspective. I'm you're very aware we're referring to this as art. Yeah, which, which feel which in of itself. See, but then this goes back to what we're saying. Like, are we just being too critical? Yeah. Or it's, it's pretty much everything from that was art, really. Yeah. Or there's at least an art. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't actively consider this art though. But that's a debate for another day. I believe that dogs are art. Dogs are pretty art. Yeah. Just, just look at like a dad. Someone designed that. Yeah. Proud of it. I just, I, I, I worry what it would say about us if we walked away every week from podcast going, oh my fucking god, that was groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, have, we have shattered our expectations 
and those of everyone who listens. Can we, can we all start like going on to record so we're in certain net jumpers and just like um, round sunglasses? Constantly uh, drinking mulled wine. Yeah. yeah, but the problem is like people call the big bang daily art and, and how I met your mother, they call that art. The thing is, to do an extent, we did episodes where we just played an awful lot of the big bang theory. So therefore, yeah, definitely art. Like, even, even within something like the big bang theory, which is, you know, fucking low tier bullshit, like, they're, they're still acting in there. There's still cinematography, there's still sound design. Admittedly, most of the sound design is just using the same five canned laughter sounds. <laughs> but it, it's still art at some level. I mean, and we, we're still, you know, we're still performers, aren't we? And performance is still inherently art. Yeah, I guess so. So, speaking uh, of performance, though. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's, shit, that's what I was segueing into. Then, 15th of December. I mean, Jack's already plugged us. Yeah, but. Yeah, but we're going to plug again. <laughs> The Bill Will Discharge Nativity, written by Jordan Bowen, as mentioned earlier. And wow, look at that fetching poster. Yeah, that's what a, that is a, that is a what tree a really nice Menders poster. It was like Christmas tree Menders. Am I right? A, part- yes. a partridge in a pear tree Menders. Good job, Ben. Good job, Ben. <laughs> Good job, Ben. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, what did you say? What? What did you say, Jordan? Thank you. No, what did you say, Jordan? Please. Say good job, Ben. So, thank you, each and every one of you, to listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you for Jack for listening to every episode of the podcast, and <laughs> then you. for being on the podcast. Thank, thank you, thank you, Jack. I, I never saw you, but uh, I reckon you're a good boy. <laughs> uh, if you've also listened to every episode of the podcast, why not get in touch with us? At Burgess Radio on the Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash verbal discharge. Or go straight to the mothership at verbaldischarge.co.uk for some sick ass points. There was a new one. What was it about, Jordan? It was, it was eight things that someone definitely said something from time, some place. It was funny. I laughed was, literally yeah. twice. I laughed so <laughs> much. It well, was got so funny. No, it was really good. Job. No, I really How could you come for them? Good Jordan? job, Jordan. Good job, Jordan. Good job, Jordan. Yay! <laughs> you know what? You know what your award is, Jordan. Jordan, what? final word of the show. Couldn't have. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> Bet he's never heard that before. <laughs>